Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Well, hello, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on this podcast of Eagles on the Hill. We want to encourage you to search for us, Eagles on the Hill, on YouTube, and hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Or you can follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you catch every one of these. They come out a couple times a week. Follow us as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today, what's on my mind is the heat wave that we just had in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you're listening to this in early October, we just had a big heat wave at the end of September, early October. Took us into record territory for, I think, three days in a row. And so it got me thinking about global warming got me thinking about the climate, got me thinking about seasons because I love the fall. It's my favorite season for a lot of reasons. Uh, It's a great season for weather here in Lincoln, typically, although this past weekend was pretty, pretty hot. So uh, anyway, that got me thinking about global warming and all of that. So um, I'm not going to do, I think, not right now, a whole podcast on global warming and all that kind of stuff, although I should do one uh, coming up here pretty soon because I read some good books on that recently. I wanted to uh, share those with you. So we'll get to that at some point in the future. But just wanted to comment on these uh, days we've had here in Lincoln, over 90 degrees here even into October. Wow. Uh, very different for us uh, in terms of weather. So I uh, wanted to, and of course, whenever these things happen, you hear people say, well, oh my goodness, you know, the uh, three days in a row of, uh, you know, record highs. So global warming must be a thing. There's the evidence for it. Well, um, at this point, not commenting on whether climate change is real or not. Um, I know that's a controversy out there. We'll get to that some other time. But wanted to comment on the 90 degree days. And what I wanted to share with you is something I found on uh, Ken Dewey's Facebook page. Ken Dewey is a meteorologist, retired, but uh, still I get to hear him every once in a while on the radio and Um, has this Facebook page that he posts a lot of interesting weather information on. Um, And so he put out a a chart of 90-degree days in Lincoln, Nebraska for the last, I think, about 150 years, since like 1887 or something like that. Uh, I guess since they've been measuring it here, I suppose. And uh, interesting to uh, to take a look at this chart because what it shows is that uh, there's a pattern to our weather in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, a pattern, a cyclical pattern of the number of days where we have highs in the 90s. And of course, it's not exact. It's not like one every year there's 50 days and then the next year there's 10, next year there's 50, 10. It kind of varies. But there's if you look at the, the, the graph from um, the 1880s all the way up until uh, this year, 2023, what you see is a cyclical pattern where about every 10 to 15 years, we have a cool year um, where we only have, you know, maybe 15 to 20 days, um, sometimes even less than that, of highs in the 90s in Lincoln. And then it'll shoot back up, you know, into the 40 days, 45, 50 days. Um, Generally, that's kind of where it hovers in the 40 to 50 uh, days above 90 degrees in the summer in Lincoln. But then it'll drop back down again. And that pattern holds true all the way back to the beginning of when we recorded temperatures in Lincoln. So um, so the fact that we had three you know, record days here at the end of September, 
doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot in terms of what's coming in the future. In fact, if you look at the pattern, 2009 was the last summer where we had a uh, kind of reduced number of 90-degree days. Well, if it's every 10 to 15 years, then you would expect in the next couple of years, we're going to have a summer that's pretty cool. Um, and by that, I don't mean pretty sweet. I mean cooler, like cooler temperatures. So look forward to that coming in a summer um, couple within a couple of years from now. That pattern, it's a 150-year pattern. It should hold true here uh, coming up. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and that got me thinking about seasons as well, because uh, like I said, my um, my favorite season is fall. And uh, the weather's just beautiful. The wind typically dies down and um, colors change and all that kind of stuff. So it's just a beautiful season. And of course, football happens. So uh, I love the fall. But um, got me thinking about the seasons and uh, some teaching from scripture, maybe about the seasons uh, that we experience fall, winter, spring, and summer. And where did they come from? Why do they happen? I um, want to play for you a short video, probably about a minute long, from a a uh, group in California that put out, I think, a simple explanation of why it is we have seasons. You may know the reason, you may not. So uh, take a listen to this for just a little bit. You know that Earth orbits the sun, right? And that it takes a full year for our planet to complete its orbit? Earth also rotates like a slightly tilted spinning top. Earth remains tilted in the same direction all year round as we orbit the sun. But that means the sun's light shines differently on Earth at different times of the year. Let's look at Earth when it's winter in the northern hemisphere. Observe how the North Pole tips away from the sun. This means that sunlight strikes the northern hemisphere at a shallow angle for a short period of time. This is why winter weather is generally cool with short days and long nights. As Earth orbits the Sun, we move towards spring in the Northern Hemisphere. Now Earth is tilted neither toward nor away from the Sun, as day and night are about equal in length. As we make our way to the summer months, notice that Earth is still tilted in the same direction, only now on the other side of our orbit. The North Pole is tipping toward the Sun. Sunlight strikes the Northern Hemisphere more directly, and the Sun stays in the sky for a longer time. Compared to winter, summer days are warmer, and the sun stays in the sky much longer. Notice, too, that while it's summer in the northern hemisphere, it's winter in the southern hemisphere. All right, so uh, that tells us that oh, the reason we have our seasons is because of the tilting of the Earth on its axis. Uh, whether you knew that or not before, I don't know, but now you know. Um, so I want to look at Scripture, and this may... Uh, we'll see if this blows your mind or if you've heard this before, but uh, I want to look at some scripture around the time of Noah's flood, Genesis 6, 7, and 8. Great account of uh, the destruction of the world. What a uh, an amazing time to have been Noah and his wife and three sons and their wives um, to see that happen. But um, here is uh, what we read in Genesis chapter 8. Now, this is at the end of the flood, after the flood uh, waters have receded. And uh, now Noah is uh, off the ark and building an altar to sacrifice to the Lord. And this is what it says. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. It's an important verse. We get to that in another time. But anyway, never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. 
As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Verse 22 is an important verse. And we read that uh, from our vantage point uh, now, many, many, many years later after the flood. And uh, we read, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And we say, oh yeah, whatever, that's how we experience life now. However, did you know that that's the first time in the scriptures that cold and heat, summer and winter are mentioned? How about that? In Genesis chapter 1, seasons are mentioned, but just in passing, as if it's not a very important piece. In Genesis chapter 8, after the flood, this uh, this statement is made, um, and, and why, why is this statement? Why don't they just say seasons? But instead, uh, God goes into this quite significantly, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter. Of course, day and night were there from Genesis chapter 1. We know that uh, from Genesis 1. That was a big emphasis in Genesis chapter 1. But the rest of it, for the first time, appears after the flood. So here's a theory for you. Is it possible that the earth, uh, that the earth was not tilted on its axis prior to the flood? Is it possible that there was no cold and heat winter and summer prior to the flood? How about that? Well, you say the flood is just a little couple, you know, a little rain for a while. But, um, you know, we don't typically think of the earth maybe tilting on its axis during the flood. Was it that much of an upheaval that occurred during the, uh, the flood account in Genesis? Well, let's take a look at Genesis chapter 7. This is when Noah just got onto the ark and his family eight people in all. And it says, after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, which is another indication, some, somehow those people lived a lot longer than what they do now. On the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. We tend to, when we think about the flood, focus on that last verse that I just read. Rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And we tend to think of the rain we experience and say, well, just multiply that by 40 days. And that's what they had. Well, I don't know if that's going to cause a flooding over the whole entire surface of the earth. But if you look at the verse prior to that, which we typically just kind of brush over, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth. And the floodgates of the heaven were open. Is it possible, I think it is, that the flood is more than just rain? Is it possible that during the flood, the earth tilted on its axis, that the continents moved apart from one another, that there was a huge shaking of the world that happened that caused the whole earth to be covered in water and destroyed the earth as the people pre-flood knew it? And when Noah got out of that ark, the earth was vastly different. And indeed, there was seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer for the first time. I don't know, but it's possible. So give that some thought as you think about Noah and the flood and what happened in those days. As you think about the seasons of the year, as you think about fall, if that's your favorite season, or maybe maybe summer's your favorite, spring's your favorite, winter. People like winter. I don't understand it. But anyway, I know people that like winter. That to me is bizarre. Maybe that's you. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I got for you today. Uh, write us when you can at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's all one word, eaglesonthehill211 
at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on what your favorite season of the year is, uh, what you think about this idea that maybe the flood caused the earth to tilt on its axis. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's interesting to consider that that was a, a great upheaval at that time. Let us know your thoughts on that and, and maybe future topics you'd like us to talk about, to cover on the podcast. Remember, as we close, as we always do, the promise of God in Isaiah 40, that those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. And uh, we want to certainly trust in God's promise today. Thanks for listening.